for another episode of Daryl Staring Thoughts Melanin Edition. Thank you for joining me. Um, this is going to be a very <laughs> interesting podcast episode. Um, we're going to get very real in here. Um, and to get real with this conversation, I have a special guest. So you all know I, I've been bringing on guests that I've met, people I've met on Clubhouse that I feel as though can really bring life and add value to my podcast. So I have someone on here who is um, very blunt, very honest, and is going to keep it real with this conversation. And he goes by the name of Sean BK. What's up, Sean? Is this thing on? <laughs> is this thing recording? <laughs> YouTube, Snapchat, Rhonda, BGC, <laughs> Apple Music, Holy Bible. <laughs> Not Apple Music, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. I am, you I am great, love. How are you? <laughs> you know, it's just a random Wednesday, but we just going to have a good time. We're going to have a great time. Just so y'all already know what's about to go down <laughs> on this podcast. I'm not going to waste. I'm not going to waste a lot of time Mm-mm. because we got a lot to talk we're not, about. We're not wasteful people. We're not wasteful people. At- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally <we're- laughs> Bitch. Uh, I'm... <laughs> Okay, let's reel it in. Let's reel okay. it in. Okay, let's reel, let's it, reel in. it in. So, y'all, you know, I've been doing a lot of conversations on Clubhouse about fat phobia. And then I brought a few of the episodes to my podcast, but I really didn't dive into it in the podcast like I did on Clubhouse. Like Clubhouse, I did like 15 rooms on, <laughs> on fat phobia. And yeah. so I said, you know Clubhouse what? Clubhouse is where dreams go to die. It's right. the smallest place. <laughs> Period. So I said, you know, I wanted to have an in-depth conversation, a real conversation on fat phobia that's still, you know, broken down by two people who are fat, um, right. who are black, you know, who are queer, and really want to really open this conversation up and make it real because I still think even though I did all those rooms on Clubhouse, I still think that a lot of people didn't learn shit. And I, I you know, <laughs> Sean knows exactly what I'm talking about. And so we're going to really give y'all a true honest convert and who a true honest conversation about that phobia and how it shows up for uh, us. Um so Sean, is this your first podcast? It is. Period. So, Sean, what, it I, is. what I do for podcast first-timers is we pop their podcast cherry. So, mm. there's three random questions I'm going to ask you, and you're going to give me an answer. Okay. All right. Or oh, if not, like I told Lenard, keep it on the playground. Oh, no. So, we just going to keep, okay. We just gonna yeah. Play. Okay, we're going to say their names. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this ain't, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't messy. This ain't messy. This is to get to know more oh, about Sean. I know you. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay Sean. Favorite song on Renaissance? America? America has a problem. Period. Okay. Question two. Favorite scent? Scent? Oh, I love um, 
like a sandalwood meets like a sandalwood meets um like a deep citrus citrus sand it's like give me like marrakesh meets you know kingston jamaica you know blending cultures and just and just noses Mm -hmm. love that and Mm -hmm. last question is what's the first thing that comes to mind when i say the name michael b jordan um oh oh um a plant Because he ain't that talented to get new fucking movies. But you know what? I forgot you can't have an opinion without it being rooted in hatred. So let me just keep my fat ass mouth. Listen. Yeah. That's what they say, baby. Okay. So that was it. So let's go ahead and get started in this. That was good. That was good. Let's go get started in this conversation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Fat Phobia shows up in all different types of ways, but I really want to cut to the chase because right. I want to get to our experience. Um, well, you know, your experience, you know, uh, because I do think that one of the things that happened on Clubhouse for you and I, is um, people took whatever we gave them audio with our with audio versions of us, you know, the metaverse versions of us. And they really thought that, you know, um, you know, things like fat phobia or, or just other things just would not hurt us or we, we would not feel any type of way towards that because of how we showed up on the audio app. They just felt, they, they just, for some reason, you know, every everybody else on that app can have an can can feel some type of way about anti-blackness, about you know skinny phobia, about all these different things. That's the fat version of I can't be fat phobic. You're my friend, right? You know, people and can it's like actually we need to unwork some things for them because a lot of the girls are just they're trapped because I think that. Um, without getting too deep, I think that there are a lot of people not only not only exclusive to that platform who think that being thin is the golden ticket to everything, but when you are thin, you have nothing to show for yourself, and if that's your personality trait, and if you know people who are younger than you who are actually doing it, and all you are is a six pack, that's not a hurt. Yeah. I, I think I think the I think I, I want people to get a full understanding of Sean because I think you were you know misunderstood mm-hmm. um when it came to this when it came to this conversation because of how um because because you can because they feel like you could take it because you're 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 mm-hmm. able to you know, be, go back and forth and really just dominate anybody that came for you in any other conversation. But they felt like when it came to fat phobia, you know, you're not supposed to have an opinion. You're not supposed to feel right. the type of way. Why are you right. sensitive about this? Because in the other conversation, you know how to, you know. So I really want people to understand, you know, Sean's experience when it comes to fat phobia in any parts of, you know, your life, you know, whether it's corporate, family or whatever that you would want to discuss. Yeah. And I and I want to thank you for allowing, you know, for allowing us to have the conversation. Thank you for allowing me to have to have me on your show. 
I think that with um I think that a lot of us it's like if you're not used to being asked questions, your mind doesn't grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you walk through life with the same intention, with the same malfocus, right? The moment that you are presented with an opportunity to think differently or to have, you know, like a different perspective of something moving forward. I think that when on an app like Clubhouse that is centered on like just group think and just echo chambers, you know what I mean? That may not be the best mm-hmm. place to have, you know, layered discussion with a bunch of people that have something to say and even worse, people who don't know shit about anything and they still want something to say. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately, like a lot of like fat people get the, a lot of people like to think that fat people um, get like the, like the, like a bad bird, like just like they don't, they don't get it good. If that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it's hilarious. But when you realize that there are a lot of fat people out here that are actually doing it, Right. That's actually up and have been up for a very long time and don't need internet validation. They don't need um, a bitch that they met six months ago to like them and to be their homegirl or whatever. I don't think people are used to seeing different versions of not only success, but just personality with people that are attached to a bigger size. And when they meet dynamic people like me, Yes, this is a plug. I am confident. When they meet you, when they meet Den, you know what I mean? Just right. really lively personalities. They don't really know how to handle it because they're just not used to it. Yeah. And although it's not our job to make you used to us, one thing that I've learned is that I'm not going to over-respect anyone. And I'm not yeah. going to respect you just because you're thin. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen over here. It ain't changing. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, what's interesting to me is that when it yes. comes to this topic and mm-hmm. people think that, you know, you're, you're, you are supposed to display tough skin every single day right. of the week. You know, they're like, you know, if just because... Monday through Thursday, I was about about it. You know, you said a fat joke or you said something that, you know, could have triggered me, but it didn't. And I got in that ass that they think that Friday, I'm supposed to have that same response with Friday. It may hit different and I may be right. triggered in a, and it may, it may be hurtful to me that day. Right. And they, and they, they, they don't feel, they, they feel as though because of how I responded in previous conversations, I'm supposed to respond that way now. And I, I don't like how people are, um, it seems like everybody's fighting to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Like no one wants to understand their privilege and no one wants to acknowledge their privilege. And for some reason, acknowledging your privilege is somehow, um, it, it somehow in people's minds means that you're a bad person. And that's not what that means. But for some reason, a fat person telling a smaller body person to acknowledge your privilege, whether it comes to dating, corporate America, or whatever, somehow they don't want to do that. And I don't understand that part and why you feel why you can't why you can't acknowledge your fucking privilege that you have. And I, I, that, I that just baffles me in this conversation. Like when we're having conversations about fat phobia with other with um, smaller body people. 
we shouldn't be debating. It should be you trying to get a better understanding and say, okay, okay, I understand. It shouldn't be you trying to right. debate me, debate with me what I'm telling you. And that's kind of where, you know, things went to shit. Yeah, I think, a, I think a lot of people just, they don't know how to understand, like, how to just be still and just receive information. You know what I mean? It's kind mm-hmm. of like, if you, like, just because you don't understand someone's daily lived experience, just because, you know, you just can't comprehend it, or maybe it makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to think about it, doesn't give you a pass to disregard not only what this person is saying, but just someone on a human level saying, hey, I understand that this is your experience and while I'm happy for you or indifferent, because I don't have to be happy for anyone or or anything. However, if you want my input, my lens is a bit different because of how I maneuver through you know, the city, through culture, through identity, and through just other, um, just other socio-whatever factors. And I think that what people don't understand is that when you look at privilege, I think privilege is a funnel. Mm. And, you know, people are also privileged, but they they also fall down somewhere in the funnel. Yeah. Right? And I think that if you are someone who is fat-folded, let's say if you are thin, that doesn't necessarily appear in the funnel because being thin has nothing to do with your health, your socioeconomic class, your education, mm-hmm. right? Like you still gotta pay your rent to that nigga, regardless if you skinny or fat. You're not gonna get away with not paying the rent. Okay, because it's like bills have to get paid. You can't call the bitch from American Express and be like, yo, what's good, Claudine? Um, I can't make my minimum payment of $58. I'm skinny. Can you look me? But Claudine is going to be like, oh, okay, girl. And they're going to call Miss Experian. You feel me? And they're right. going to get you up the game. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people just, when they view their life because of their, of their, of their weight, when they're skinny, it's kind of like, that's not an accurate real world depiction of how people are treated, but also like, the type of care they receive because they look a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we were to take this back to Clubhouse, a lot of those girls don't fit on that funnel because a lot of them are just thin. Right. And they don't have anything else. Yeah. But you were size 32? Shout out to you. I mean. Right. I think what I'm also noticing, you don't have the LTE signal, but whatever, bro. Right. (laughs) I think what I've also (laughs) noticed about a lot of uh, a lot of bigger, a lot of uh, fat people, is that you know we, I rarely, I rarely run into a fat bitch with no personality. Oh, rare, rare. It's rare, rare, rare. And I'm like, damn, like, is she okay? Because you know, like, you know dynamic personalities like i'm all about a personality as are you you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. i think that like i think it also depends on where you live and like what your experiences are because i feel like let's say if you are someone in a bigger size maybe you live in a city where thinness is just celebrated more that may not really activate your personality Whereas someone who lives in a bigger city, they just have, they're exposed to stuff. You know what I mean? Their mind is always working. Maybe they can just interpret things differently. But to your point, I never met a fat bitch who was corny. Right. 
Yeah. Skilly bitches on the other hand, they they be shifty. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it's I mean it's 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 one out of every. They feel. It's one out of every skinny bitch, in my opinion. Like one out of every whatever that number is. Um, and few of them be bad. Few of them are bad. Yeah. Like few of them are fine. Like fine, fine. Few. They just be skinny. They be they look like chicken nuggets. They just win. So like, go okay. so so going into that, and I know we're <laughs> skipping around a little bit, but going into that. You know, what are your thoughts on how desirability politics play with fat fo- play into fat phobia? You know, like we just yeah. talked about, you know, um, you know, uh, personality, you know, how fat bitches have personality, right. how is a, a dive in a dozen of a skinny bitch a skinny bitch you can find with personality and, and it's cute. Right. But everywhere you turn, all you see advertised everywhere, whether it's porn, whether it's in modeling, whether it's Instagram, whether it's on Clubhouse and who people want to, yeah. um, who, who want, who they want to go up for. It's, 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 it's about the person that's the smallest or the person that's fit. And so what are your thoughts on desirability politics and how it's really, in my opinion, plays an all time high in all the decision makings people do in this fucking world? Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to say that I'm all for people having their preference. Mm -hmm. I think that people should just understand how violent the declaration of that preference can be. Um, Because it's bigger than I prefer what I prefer. No, there's a reason behind it. Oh, don't tell them that. that. People need to closely examine the reason why they have certain preferences because if you were to have Cordero's dating show and you had someone like who's someone that we know let's say you had someone mm, someone that we know that's like just really bubbly and cool and outgoing like Patrick yes Patrick yes Patrick and let's say if you know Patrick is on a dating show mm-hmm. and there are four contestants and he doesn't know who they how they who how they look. Mm-hmm. Right? Knowing who Patrick is, Patrick's gonna make the best decision based on like where he is, where he sees himself, and you know, how that person can compliment, which is an admirable thing, right? A lot of people don't have that context. If you were to have a dating show with someone and four contestants and you didn't know how they looked. And the person that they chose was fat. That just goes to show you all this shit is an illusion. Yes. People have been taught to believe and people have been raised to believe that if you are fat, you are to be others. Mm. And I think that there are people who are saying, okay, I'm going to use this power and being othered and I'm going to flip it on its head and show you how much bullshit that is. And I don't think people can understand like just the gravity of something like that happening to themselves. I think that like um, when people say no fats, no femmes, to me that's equally as offensive as a skinny person saying hashtag chubby chaser. Mm. Like you don't like loving someone fat or holding hands with someone fat or sharing a photo of, of a fat person on Instagram does not make you a fat bitch whisperer. 
It doesn't make you Asada Shakur, okay? It doesn't make you someone who is, you are not bell hooked because you love a fat bitch. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep it all the way. Well, well you know what, Sean? Since, since, since we're there, let's, let's since yes. we're there, let's talk about the, this whole You know chubby, I love this, to go there. Let's talk about this whole chubby chaser <laughs> thing. Like, like, let's really talk about it. Because... I, think it's disgust- I think it's disgusting. I think it's awful. Uh, the declaration of you loving someone fat should not be taking up character space on various um, social media um, bios. Um, it just shows a lack of someone who thinks that, okay, you know what? If I want some play, let me go for the fat bitch. And mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. That is so unacceptable. And I think that a lot of people, depending on their mental, they may not be able to really understand how much of a read that actually is because you'll just be known as, oh, yeah, she dates the nigga who likes fat bitches. What? So what do you oh, say to so what do you say to the people who say that you know that's my preference I prefer to date people who are larger body who are fat like that's just something right. I I prefer because fat people have personality fat people are you know funny they're beautiful like I just prefer to date larger people because I always have a great experience with them versus a skinny bitch with no personality. What do you say to a person that says that? I think that logic is flawed. Okay. um, Because it it doesn't answer the actual question as to, well, beyond this person's weight, why why are you still here? Well, I just, I just, I just told you that they, they, they enjoy their person. They enjoy the personality because we, we, we literally just five minutes ago said, you know, big bitches have personality, you know? So right. why can't a person say, well, I prefer dating big people because of their personality, because of how they show up. And that's all I want to date. But, Even, the, but, but I but, think the difference is the declaration of that mm-hmm. is what undermines the purity and how beautiful that experience. Sorry, I didn't get the question. The, the declaration solely under undermines the beauty of how that interaction could be because they're so wrapped up in wanting to chase something that is bigger well mm. there's still a psychology that has to go there as well because it's like well why are you chasing something that is bigger right what about big that you do not encompass that you want to see reflected in someone that you want to date mm-hmm and that's and I think that, you know, it's always been long rumored that, you know, the big girls, they got money, they got this, if you were a skinny nigga, he using you, he changing you, blah, 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 blah. That's corny. We're not going in, we're not entering twenty twenty three with that mindset at all. That shit dies today. Um, I think that a lot of people are just unwilling to understand why it is they like what they like. And you can be honest at a time where honesty is called for and is allowed. Right. Do you and think I, I, that... I don't think that people understand that. How do you feel about, you know, big bitches who, you know, because, you know, I, I mean, we have to take accountability for the fact that it's really big bitches that are allowing this this chubby chaser or hashtag right. chubby chaser thing to flourish. Right. You know, you see it in right. porn. You see where and, I, and to be completely honest, well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you that after this, but I, to be, you know, we see it as a hashtag everywhere and it's big bitches who, 
go um, gravitate towards men who say that because in some way that means, well, damn, I have some, I have a chance now, you mm-hmm. know? So how, mm-hmm. what do you think we need to do to stop letting that be seen as a, a as a positive way of someone wanting to say why they like you? Right. I think that, I think that like that value comes from inside yourself. You know what I mean? Because when you love yourself and when you know who you are, you don't make decisions that alter the energy that you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. So it's me knowing myself, right? Like I know that, you know, I'm in my thirties. I live in New York city. I know who I am. I know what it took for me to get there. Right. If I'm adding someone to my life, they don't have to be my peace. You feel me? But you got to be peaceful. Mm. And that can only be achieved if I know what the addition of having someone complimenting my life brings into the fold. And so it's kind of like someone can't love you. Someone can't complete you. Only you can complete yourself. And unfortunately, there are so many people around the world, people that you and I know. Mm-hmm. who are, you know, they have to be with somebody. Like, they just got to be with, like, they always got to like somebody. Yeah. They always got to yeah. have a crush on somebody. That comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a place of not being enough. And so to the big girls who are out here dating the chubby chaser, I have to ask them, sweet sister, what are you lacking for in yourself that only these types of people can introduce in your life what you haven't been doing for yourself. Yeah, because and if I, you're not ready to be still, then it's not you're not gonna get the answer. And I agree with you. And I had to I had to do a quick um, reset myself because I was one of the people who thought you know the hashtag chubby chasers were a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. I or you know um, because that's just violent, you know, because I am personally. I'm attracted to all body types. Like I, I don't, I personally don't discriminate, but I do think I lean towards more of, you know, guys who are smaller than me and sometimes very skinny men. And I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've noticed that I'm, I, I've become more, I, I, I've become more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, strategic in how I ask people what what do they like about me and mm-hmm. and what it is that they what it is that they like about me, you know, um because recently I'll just be I'll tell you you're the first person I'm gonna tell this to. So um I don't know if you know this, but I I jumped into the um the OnlyFans um content creating well, uh, world. Yes. Well get the coin. And get the coin. I was like, you know I, 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 and so doing that, I've been networking a lot more on Twitter because, you know, Twitter's just full of porn and I've been doing a lot of networking and I've noticed like, damn, y'all are real fat phobic. (laughs) Like y'all are real, Uh, y'all are really fat phobic over here. I don't uh know if this is something I really want to do because I already deal with it on my everyday life. I don't want to have to do it in something that is optional for me. So right. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I run across a lot of content creators who are chubby chasers 
who have asked me if I would want to do content with them. And I haven't haven't done any with any of them yet, but I I wanted to because they have like like hundreds of thousands of followers. And right. you know, that exposure would be really huge for me and get my numbers up. But what would that be? What what would I be saying to myself or people that look like me by keeping that going? Only hooking up with these people. Right. Only hooking up with these people. I mean, I wouldn't be hooking up with these people, but I've noticed that the other people are, they only, they only want to hook up with you if you're going to pay them. The chubby chasers, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the golden nugget. Uh I'm the, I'm the resource. I'm what they want. So they're willing to pay me to do content because it's very hard for them to find a, Black, um, black fat bitches to con- do content with because the the white ones are 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 going to do it. The Hispanics are going to do it, but these content creators want black, and they're having mm-hmm. a really hard time finding someone who's black attractive that is also into into doing content. And so, I want to jump on the opportunity because I thought it'd be good. And some a couple of these men are fine as hell. It's um, passive income, why not? But what would I be saying by doing this with them when they, they their hashtags and a lot of the things that they go on is by being a chubby chaser? Well, I think that you're I think that the people who listen to your podcast and the people who will be supporting you by subscribing, they don't really they they don't know like the conversations that you're having on the back end with these, I guess with your with your co-star right and yes, so i co-star. think that you know what i mean and so it's like i think that if someone is just opting to only create content with people who live in a bigger size i think that they also have a responsibility as well it's not just you they also share responsibility and letting their viewership know why their preferences are their preferences because, because- it goes beyond porn right like who yes. are you dating Yes. You know what I mean? Like, who do you actually, when you're not in front of the ring light at, you know, yes. whatever time of day or night, you know what I mean? Like, who are you really? What books do you read? Who are some of your friends? You know what I mean? Like, outside, because, like, a skinny person having sex with a fat person isn't, like, it's not desegregation. You know right. what I mean? It's kind <laughs> of like, well, when you're not filming, you feel me? When you're not filming, how do you show up for black? How do you show up for Yes, family? yes. You know what I mean? And like, the, do, you, and- do you make sure that the girls have like, you know, accessible seating or at the movie theater? Do you make sure that they have a wind, an aisle seat in like the airplane? Like, what are you doing? And, 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 and the reason I asked you that question and wanted to talk about that briefly is because I do think that it's important to show fat people in porn. I think yes, it's important it it's important for us to be seen because as we know that's not the norm. That's not what that's not yeah. what everyone normally goes to in their Google search or in their porn hub or wherever the fuck they're looking at it in is that that's it's just not normal for them to just, you know, first of all, we're we're normally not a a, a, a thumb pin, you know, um, and, right. you know, it's let alone in, in the search engine at, at all. So I think that 
for me, I was thinking like, I want to do this because I want to be, I, I want someone who's, who looks like me to see this like, damn bitch, you know? She's out here getting it. Mm-hmm. She's out here getting it. And you know, he's fine. You know, they're getting it in. But I also and want- into it, yeah. I think that not to cut you off with there, but like representation matters, right? And it can't be used in a way that is beautiful, that is socially structured and beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Like the same way you should want to see a fat black person on, you know, as the principal of an esteemed college. The same way you might want to see a fat black prince on House of the Dragon. The yes. same way you might want to see a fat black person that's not funny like Kelly on Insecure, you know what I mean? Right. You should still want to see someone because porn is not a disgusting thing. It's not a dirty thing. A lot of people consume it. And I think it's equally important to have those positive messages in porn. It's not just going to be like the fat girl that is getting, you know what right. I mean? This is a right. person that is making a conscious decision to have a good time with someone who is attracted to me, who wants to please me and also is tending to my needs mm-hmm. instead of just pumping through a pillow. Like that's exactly. Not yeah, exactly. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that. Okay. One more thing before I we really get to the bulk of what I want to talk Ooh. to you about. Oh, oh my God. This bulk. Jesus. What, what, what the fuck is, is what the fuck is, why does Lizzo bother people so much? Because she's fat. She's fat. She's talented. She's exceptional. She makes music. It don't matter if the bitch is making music for the girls at JCPenney, for the girls at the Bliss Nightclub in DC, or in um, whatever block party that you hear in Bed-Stuy. She is making music that is reflective of her personal experience as a black fat woman in America, right? I think that when people look at Lizzo, Lizzo can't do anything wrong or right, unfortunately. If Lizzo were on TikTok drinking a green smoothie, oh, well, damn, you see, now she want to lose weight, her fat ass, you know what I mean? That's why she's drinking green juices. Whereas Sawitee, or Sawatee, can get two honey buns with prosciutto, cheese and Cheetos smush them together on TikTok and it becomes a trend. Yes. Hmm. I wonder what's different between these two ladies. Right. Oh wait, I get it. One fits into your beauty paradigm and the other one does not. Right. Because people have a if you think that Lizzo is ugly, you're blind. Because she sits. A lot of the girls, actually, big or small, she sits a lot of the girls, and Beyonce knows her. And period. <laughs> like what is like Beyonce knows who she is, so it doesn't really matter what Ari Spears thinks. People don't like Lizzo because she's fat. Remember a couple of I don't know if it was a year or two, Darrow. Remember when Lizzo was at that basketball game mm-hmm. and her ass was out, and she created this uproar, and people were saying. But what about the kids? I'm like, them kids saw mommy get her ass beat. Right. And they still fine. You feel me? A lot of those kids have probably seen worse than a butt walking to and from her seat. You know what I mean? But when Rihanna 
wears, you know, a bare shirt where you can see her under titties. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's a Renaissance painting. Yes. You can't be offended by one and compliment the other. The message has to be sustainable on both sides of that funnel. People don't like Elizabeth because she's fat. You may not like her music. It isn't really for me. I didn't grow up in middle America. Mm -hmm. Um, She makes like dive bar music. Yeah. You feel me? But it's like, there's a market for it. It is. Her song went number one. You know what I mean? So clearly people are into dive bars and they're into Lizzo. But, but while the music isn't for me, I don't have to I don't have to dim her light. Right. By projecting onto her. And I think that that goes back to what I was saying earlier in this podcast where when you come across fat people who are out here, who are up, who are doing it, who are popular, who have a coin before and after social media, it gets, it's it's unsettling to skinnier people who only have a 32-inch waist. Mm-hmm. And when, when, if you don't have your, if you're not a 32 or a 34 waist beyond that, what are you? Right. Are you still going to have the same friends? Are you still going to have the same love interest? Are people going to like admonish you for having certain views? All of that changes once you gain weight. That is true. You're uh, um, suddenly you're just invisible, and you're supposed to suppress everything. Right. Well, what happens when you suppress and manipulate, and use the power of suppression to get what you want? child let me not go down listen that's what this is for and like i told i, I feel a part two coming on because we, <laughs> we're not rushing shit we're not oh, rushing no, we're just shit a, we, we're just having a conversation it's two homegirls having a conversation we're having a conversation because because latif is headed up to here Kudero, <laughs> up to here, <laughs> and they're going to understand like where you and i like i don't think after this I'm going to have a conversation with anybody, but I'm like, you know, there's a beautiful podcast. I'll get you the link. They can listen to this podcast. And hopefully I have answered all of their questions. And what, and I think what you and I have always spoken about is, well, why does the one fat person have to be the representation mm-hmm. of all that is fat, good or bad? And when I say bad, I mean like, not like body shaming, but like, you know, the things that come out of my mouth. I'm not supposed to be this pure, innocent soul. You know what I mean? Just because I'm fat. I'm able to have a counter view. I'm able to have a different opinion. I'm also able to not have to agree with you because of the proximity of community that you think I want to share with you. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. You know, I, you know, I, I, I think that you know, there was a few things that happened on that clubhouse application. And mm-hmm. you know that, you know, you know, you know what originally um happened that led me to even start doing the fat phobia rooms. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, sometimes and so I just want to get, you know, how how did how did you feel, you know, after all of that happened? 
because mm-hmm. you know I you know me you didn't really get a chance to have a conversation a full conversation yeah. after all hell yeah. broke loose and then you know I you know I left you know the group for a little while and mm-hmm. you know I was doing my series I was making you know doing all my fat phobia series you was out here you was doing that yeah you know and you know I do think that um I felt like you really wanted to you wanted to see a change. You wanted you didn't you didn't want to believe that certain people still felt this way or certain people really did operate this way. And yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the realization is was one of your reasons to why you started to fall back a little. But I did want to, you know, ask you, you know, what were your thoughts about how this shit broke down on the app in regards to, you know, understanding, like, damn, y'all really are some fat folk bitches. Yeah, and- I think that a lot of people think that, damn, I dated a fat person. I'm not fat phobic. And it's like, well, actually, your person has a really qualified fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people have different misconceptions of what they think fat and shape look like. Yes. Um, I think that, and I think that a lot of people just don't understand, like, the consequence that like unfortunately fat people endure not when they want to be belong but when they want to be heard Mm -hmm. like i don't need a bunch of internet bitches to affirm who i am or to tell me who i am because i know what i'm not and i think that you know i remember that day i think it was like on a weekend or whatever I, it, it really felt like, damn, I really can't be in community with a lot of you people because what you, like the underbelly of it was woken up. And I'm like, okay, that's how you really feel. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't really care about fat people. You don't really care about what makes you happy. I think that a lot of people, what it really showed is that there is a bargaining fat people as a, as a means to an end. Yeah. And I think that when you're on a platform with maybe 200 people in the room, you know, sharing their experiences in the comment section, but on stage, it kind of amplified who those fat public people are. They know who they are. Yeah. And um, I think it, it, it goes to show that if you have like a bunch of like sycophants and leeches who only think the same way you do because they don't want you to other them we mm-hmm. see people fall in line mm-hmm. and we see people for who they really are skinny bitches who are spineless and to be fair this is not indicative of every single skinny person on clubhouse because there are some i adore you know what right. i mean like absolutely so this is not about it's not about brian it's not about patrick it's not about jeremy it's not about the rent you know what i mean it's not about it's not about skinny people. It's about people who are in, it's not about those skinny people. It's about slim people who are engaging in violent behavior and they have other people who are around them with a limited world view with very, very minor experiences speaking truth about an experience that they have no knowledge of. That is scary. Yeah. That is scary. It is. It is. And I think that, you know, it. 
I, it, it sometimes it, it's hard to actually, you know, understand. What am I trying to say? So I feel like what it, what what bothers me, and this is just what you know. This is something I've experienced on the app and off the app with people, is mm-hmm. people truly think that you know when you're jokes joking with somebody or you're in a read session that fat jokes aren't supposed to hurt. I think we mm-hmm. we we desensitized. The world is so desensitized to always talking about fat people so much that right. when you joke, when, when you're reading a person or you're going back and forth with a person that I'm not supposed to feel a way about that because clearly I've heard that so many times in my life. Why right. is it still right. affecting me? I should not be affected by, you know, you making a comment about my weight or saying that I have this um, diabetes or whatever, but then when I ret- mm-hmm. when I return the joke and I really go for the the gutter, I was in the wrong. And it's like as a right. fat person, when we're having these reading matches or going back and forth with someone, we have to be extremely cautious on what the fuck we say. Yeah, but but they to say any and everything. Yeah, that's. Surrounded I, by my your weight and everything, but I have to be cautious on what I say because now that's a health read. As if talking about my weight isn't a health read in itself, right? And, right. That is mind-boggling to me. It, I think a lot of people they pay attention when someone doesn't like you. They pay more attention to the reaction. Yeah, as Ooh. opposed to the steps that happened before the reaction. Mm-hmm. So now you've poked the bear, and now I'm not gonna stop. And you've seen me, re girls. You know I don't stop. Yes, I could be your big sister, but I can also be that bitch from down the street who don't like you. Yep, since ninety since ninety seven. Either or, <laughs> either or, either or. I think that if someone, I think true advocacy looks like, you know what, let's hold, while we're having this discussion about fat people, fat people should like be included in the conversation. They should be listened to. And I think that, you know, both sides have to go into it with an open mind, right? Like if someone is committed to misunderstanding me, I do not have time to go back and forth with you. Yes. If I am talking to you about my experience, right, if I'm keeping it on me, if I'm not, you know, throwing in jabs as I speak to kind of ruffle feathers, right, if I'm not projecting, if I'm really just having a conversation with you, right, like I'm not being expressive in how I talk with my hand, right, I'm just sitting down and I'm having a conversation with you and you are choosing to not understand someone's day-to-day experience, then that's not advocacy right like let's get better if we're if we enjoy being a part of the problem and not the solution we need to declare that as well do not have a conversation with me about fat phobia about ableism about trans people about anything if you are not prepared to do something about it i don't mean that you have to go down to the white house and bang on kamala's door Right. I don't mean you don't have to like protest outside, but it's like 
in your community, in your friendship circles, how can you show up for fat people when these conversations arise, right? Like, do you even know any fat people? Do you have fat friends? If you can go through someone's following list on, on Instagram, if you really had time, you probably would not find a lot of fat people. And this is an obese nation. So I can't understand, you know, this is the fattest country in, the, in, in literally in the history of time. You don't know any fat people? Right. I think that's suspect. That's really suspect. Well, you know what the thing is, Sean? I think that they think they do know fat people. They're just defining fat differently. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, dad bods are fat, you know, to them. You know, thick is fat. You know, they, 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 they are really trying to redefine what fatness is so to make themselves comfortable. Which is violent because they're also oppressing people who actually live in a bigger size. Right. Just because you have a flabby stomach and a hairy chest doesn't make you a bear. No. Doesn't make you an otter. You know what I mean? You can lose that weight in two, like, you know what I mean? Like in a good 21 day, no drink, no, po- you know, whatever, you'll be fine. Baby, um, listen. I, if it only takes you 21 days to lose it, bitch, you're not fat. Then you're not fat. Um, I think that uh, I think that fat people, I think that, you know, I, th- I consider you to be like a leader in that space where you're like, I don't think you're helping other people define it. I think you're making a room for yourself, which is very, very admirable and commendable. I think that until people understand the violence that is in, that lies within fat phobia, you know, how you don't like me, but you love your mom. Mm. Or grandma. We three, we three fat bitches, what's wrong? Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? I think it goes beyond that. And until people are ready to understand the violence that comes with fat phobia, how it shows up, it, it really, I think that a lot of people don't like having a perspective or they don't like having a retrospective because it allows them, you're forced to be accountable. And a lot of people may not want to, you know what I mean, understand that they are complicit and that they've engaged in fat phobia or ableism or being anti-trans. You know what I mean? It's much, much deeper. Um, You know, fat people and black trans people have literally been the face of the movement since the movement started. When I was protesting, I don't remember seeing, you know, skinny people grab the mic or the megahorn, you know what I mean? And megaphone rather, and really like, you know, try to manage expectations. Fat people have been the face of the movement as with trans women. And these are two very vulnerable communities that people just don't show up for. And they don't show up for them because they 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 don't care. It's cool to say, I don't like trans people. Well, would you date a trans person? Right. You know what I mean? How do you show up for trans people? You know what I mean? Like, I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, they just don't want to receive a message because it comes from a person who is fat, who lives in a bigger size. And to them, I say, you got to dig inside yourself. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not liking someone or you're not preferring to date someone because they're fat, 
it takes a that takes a lot of work, and I don't know if people are really designed to lead the charge for themselves in that way. It takes away nothing from me, but to live in turmoil like that, that's gotta suck. And they know who they are. Yes, they do. Well, Sean, my God, yes. this was a podcast. <laughs> this was a podcast. I mean, I think that, and thank you again for having me on. I think that, oh, let me just let me just have a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. If we say fat bitches, it's okay because we live in that space. I don't need y'all. Don't need to say it. Oh yeah. Okay. If I can talk about my community in the way that I belong to. Um, but you know, Daryl, thank you for having me on your show. And I think that, I think my objective coming on to your show was just, you know, having people be open to the idea of something different. Yeah. We can't expect to lead the charge or to carry something if our community doesn't understand why we see things a certain kind of way. Yeah. So if you ask a fat person their opinion on something, they live, excuse me, in different intersections of society. So, of mm-hmm. course, our our way of thinking is going to be nuanced. You know what I mean? We see it a different way. Yeah. We're treated a certain kind of way. And so, while if you choose to not understand, you are also complicit. Yes. Yes. And it's fine if you are, but just state that. Say it with your whole chest. Just say it with your whole chest. Like Monique said, like I told Leonard before, say their names or keep it on the playground. <laughs> and that's all it is. Keep it on the playground. Say their names. Period. Well, Sean, thank you for coming on and having this conversation. You're going to have to come back so we could talk about more shit because... Uh, yes. Can I plug my socials real quick? Absolutely. So please, Sean, if you're interested in everything that you heard from Sean BK today, please tap in with the socials. Go ahead. My find me on Instagram at underscore digital dash. Like the Drake and Future song, digital dash underscore in front of it. So underscore digital dash. Um, I'm a social media consultant. I do branding. I do strategy. I do planning. And um. I feel like, you know, like this is among the heavier conversations that Dara and I have. It's usually, it's lighthearted. We usually laugh mm-hmm. a whole lot and we key and mm-hmm. we key down. But today it's not about that. No, this moment is not a kiki moment. These are, you know, your big sister saying, hey, you need to shape it up. Period. And shape that's just the way love goes. Yes. Underscore so- digital dash and IG, boom. Underscore digital dash. Please follow Sean on on IG to get your life. Yes. Um, Sean has been in these streets heavy this summer. And baby, you know, I've just been living vicariously through you. So. Well, you know that when you come to Brooklyn, we're going to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, when I come to Chicago. I was supposed to go to Chicago last month, but you know. Um, but. Yes. Either way, we gonna. Either way, we are going to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sean, for being here, and you all. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Say their name.
to follow me on social media you can go to instagram i'm very active on instagram um it's cordero underscore santiago follow me on instagram to just stay in touch with everything i'll talk about i'll update you on um the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to i'm so excited that i have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. 